0: Live from the Motor City all the way to the Volunteer State. It's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast. Where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world famous Bet Your Nuts. Where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, And join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Good evening, everybody. This is the one, the only, Reckless Speculation Podcast. NFL Kickoff Edition. I am your host, Tom Sloan. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in this evening or morning or whenever you're tuning in, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or checking in on one of the the podcast platforms, Apple or Spotify or any wherever you find your podcast. We thank you for checking in. As always, we want to encourage everyone to go ahead and like, follow and subscribe on all of our Social media platforms, it really helps us out. It gets the message out. Plus, you can go back and see previous episodes and see how good or lately how bad we have been at our picks. And and, and we could only improve from there. So once again, go ahead, uh, like, follow, and subscribe to our social medias. And uh, again, we would encourage you to go check out the college football show we did Uh, We previewed this week's upcoming action, unbelievable slate of games, and we talked about last week. So go ahead and check that out. That's available right now. And uh, another little tidbit that I'll say, 33 years ago today, the day we're filming September 19th, 1990, there was a hell of a movie that came out. A a good gangster flick, I think we can all agree, is probably on our top five or top ten list. Good fellas, ladies and gentlemen, came out. Uh, if you checked our college football show out, uh, I started that show yesterday with a little bit of a, a, a change of pace. Uh, Going to continue that into this one and moving forward. But uh, $6.3 million it grossed in its first weekend. And compare that to movies these days where they gross three to $500 million. Uh, so the times have definitely changed uh, in in the world of movies but again 33 years ago today september 19th uh goodfellas was released in theaters uh here's a guy that i willing to bet uh is a fan of that movie just a hunch raj i am a
1: fan of that movie i was uh i was thinking what was his first name like johnny two times johnny two times and i was gonna say uh, uh i'm a fan i'm a fan of the movie <laughs>
0: everybody knows
1: The most blatant quotes, but uh, yeah, it's rest in peace. Ray Liotta, uh, just an American treasure. And mob movies are not top land a pseudo mob among others. Um, a lot of kids today only know that movie from gifts and fuck you yes. if that's the case, uh, <laughs> it's just an exceptional movie. And they know Robert De Niro is a guy that acts as a grandpa in comedies and every other movie, um, but Eddie literally, yeah. I'm gonna go
0: get the papers. Get the papers. Is what you need. Go get Chien the talking. papers. Get your shine box. Get your shine box. Brandon Chain, what's going on, Brandon?
2: What's going on, boys? Also a fan of that movie. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, so it's one of those that you have to go back and rewatch just to refresh the because It's that damn good,
0: but uh, you, need, you need a lot of time as well. <laughs> yeah, you need a lot
2: of time. You need a
0: lot of time. Robbie Davis welcome to the show buddy what's up hey
3: good to be here yeah so as, as a person who anytime someone asks me do you want to go want to go do something or watch something my first question is how long is it and if it's over two hours I usually say no um, but those some of those, so, some, some of those Taylor Swift some of those movies they they are the exceptions of yes and uh yeah. and speaking of box office, i wasn't going to bring it up but since you did yeah taylor swift's already pre-sold 100 million dollars for her uh concert movie um which which and i don't know if you guys have read this the forbes article that movie industry scattering around, they're moving. I'm Mel tuckering you right dates. now. Mel Tucker, you don't even they're know re- it. Moving release dates to, to combat Taylor coming out. Um, just another Damn. industry that the powerhouse is going to
0: take over. Yep, for sure. Well, after after that little tidbit of information, I, wait, is this I not a shot shot of Jack.
3: show? What are, what are we talking about today?
0: I need a shot of Jack. <laughs> Oh, that's right boys. I know what you got in your cups. I know uh, Brandon's uh, got that in his for sure. Reckless speculation as always powered by Jack single barrel. Go get yourself some Lynchburg, Tennessee's own. Um, And yes, as Brandon said, we are going to talk NFL tonight. We're going to break down some of the action from last week, Um, some injuries, some officiating some disappointments uh, and then we're going to preview the upcoming week three action and give us, give you guys our picks. Um, and as I mentioned, the disappointment, I'll start right here. Ford field last Sunday was about as ruckus as I've ever experienced it. Uh, Jared Goff came out today and said that was the most intense atmosphere he's ever played and ever been a part of um it was very loud there uh at times my ears were just ringing and um it was such a cool environment the i guess the 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 speculation really began we i got downtown about 8 30 in the morning and it was already buzzing so everybody was down there excited the hype train is real uh especially coming off a big win at kansas city so going into that game, I think everybody thought Detroit was going to kind of come in and kind of carry everything. And, and kudos to Seattle—they they went in there and they they withstood the the fans, the, the 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 energy that Ford Field had, and they came out on top. I mean, it was it was deflating. Uh, you could hear a pin drop after that game was over. Uh, leaving the stadium, and there was a, a a Seahawk fan next to me, and he goes, yeah, "That got pretty loud in here." And and coming from uh, a fan who is familiar with uh, crowd noise, that the old number 12s in Seattle, that I took that as a compliment. Um, but uh, very cordial fans. There was a lot of Seahawk fans there, as there were last year, and and this is a team that uh, seems to have the Lions' number. So very disappointing. Um, Albeit it was week two, uh, it's early uh, in the season. Well, Tom, so, Tom, I, I,
3: Tom, I, so, so the four of us it was four of us. You know, you're a Michigan fan, I'm a Tennessee fan, Brands, Ohio State, Rogers, USC. Those are four iconic stadiums, they are four iconic venues. Mm-hmm. We've all been to at least some that are comparable. Um, how would you compare this pro atmosphere to the college atmospheres that you've seen?
0: Uh, this is probably top for me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been, I've been at the big house. I, the big house, it, it doesn't get loud at, at a lot. Uh, it, it has in the past couple years, but I don't really look at uh, Michigan stadium as a, as a place where, uh, the noise are going to yeah yeah, you, the but just energy. the atmosphere
3: altogether. together the, as... the
0: atmosphere was. I mean, you had you had former Detroit residents that were flying in just for this game, and um, obviously it was the 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 Fox, the big crew was there. Aaron Andrews was on the sideline wearing some sort of pantsuit. I have no idea what it was, but nonetheless, um, all eyes were on Detroit. And we and, don't and, have and, that and, image. We
3: don't, we don't have, we don't have her. We don't have what's going on here. No, it,
0: <laughs> she looked like uh, she was a Jedi or something uh, on the sidelines. I, it was, it was, it was terrible, but uh, atmosphere was, I mean, I've, I've gone to a lot of games. Um, Silverdome was loud. Uh, 81,000. I, I would compare uh, Sunday to uh what it felt like being in the silver dome it was just just the noise and and the fans going crazy and i mean i'm up in the 300s and and every big play everyone was on their feet i mean it was third down everybody was on their feet and it was it was it was a lot of fun and unfortunately they they didn't come out on top but again it's earlier in the season and so i i look for them the rebound although they got some bad news as far as injuries go. CJ Gardner Johnson done for the year. James Houston done for uh, eight weeks. Uh, they've got some some injury bugs that they're going to have to figure out. But uh, I believe in this team. I, I think the culture has changed, and and, and they'll get it right. So uh, we're gonna kick this thing off um, with our top five, and and the, the thought process going into this was. Um, there's a whole lot of teams that are two and zero. whether they deserve it or not is to be remains to be, see, to be seen. Um, but maybe that doesn't justify them being in the top five. So we're going to go around the table and we're going to pick our reckless speculation NFL top five Raj. You're right next to me. We're going to start with you. What's your top five uh, this week going into week three in the NFL. As of this week. And we don't want to talk about people that got
1: all sore about this, but I went with just 2-0 and o teams because uh, right now that's how I see things, and if you're 2-0, and o, you deserve to be ranked, and if you lose at home to Detroit on a Thursday, then you're not going to be in my top five, even though we know you're pretty good. I'm starting with the Dallas Cowboys, who uh, by far have, I think, the best balance in the league, offense and defense. Um, the defense has been sensational, by far number one, leads in – most categories, most sacks. Um, yeah, they played the Giants, but I mean the Giants at home opening night. You did not expect a forty burger on. I'm um, just a just a destruction of them. Um, just eliminating the hopes of the franchise. It's hard to come back from that. Then beating a Jets team. Um, they just looked dominant, and I don't care who they played. Uh, after that, I go with Miami, uh, the number one offense in the NFL for now until hopefully Tua stays healthy. Uh, But two road wins in two tough environments and at the Chargers and at New England. Uh, Number three, I go with the Niners and defense running game, uh, you know, probably be higher if not for, you know, Brock Purdy versus the other two kind of more experienced guys. But for now, I have them there Uh, Four, I just went with Baltimore and, you know, they're just kind of winning. You know, they just went into Cincinnati and won and they look balanced again on both sides and they're making plays. On offense, with guys like Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham losing, uh, Dobbins hurt, but, you know, they, they seem to to plug and play. And then on defense, uh, the defense is making plays again. They're You know, Queen and others are flying around. They kind of look reminiscent of that team of old. And number five at 2-0 is Philly. Um, the only reason I don't have them higher is they just kind um, of slept walked after starting to smoke uh, Minnesota. And, um, you know, they did get DeAndre Swift back. So, going forward, I expect them to move up to Swift at 175 yards or whatnot in that
0: game. He'll get hurt uh, again.
1: My top five.
0: <laughs> Brandon Chain, what do you got going into week three for your top five in the NFL?
2: Exactly what he just said. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> like 100% that way. <laughs> do a team. I went, I, went
2: through, uh, I went through just two and O teams as well. Um, and like I said before when we were talking about this before we got, I was like, I don't even know if I'd change it if it if I could expand outside of two and eight. Uh I would put I would come in and probably throw uh, in the top seven, I would put Casey, maybe six, and then maybe the Bingles coming in at seven just from the, previous Bingles? Yeah. I like the Bingles. They're I know they're they're off a slow start. Uh, he's he's good.
1: What good? Did he like hook up with your sister or something? Why do you hate Joey Burrow so much, dude? <laughs> no,
2: because he screwed
3: him so many times in fantasy. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. that's yeah. the
3: yeah. that's he's the answer to all good. your questions. Raj is okay. <laughs> um, I, there's there's not a person on this planet that I despise more than Andy Dalton. Um. Oh. And this is going. I mean, that's probably ten years ago. I still hate him from that. So Hopefully yeah, so, you never had
0: him on your fantasy team.
3: Yeah. So so uh, at one point, pro- you know, probably a year from now, maybe a little, maybe six months, we'll start releasing our pre-show uh, shows for y'all to get a, a little behind the curtains because we argued about this for about an hour, about an hour, and yes. my picks are. Miami, Dallas, San Francisco, Casey, and Philly. So one pick <laughs> between the two, the difference of all of ours, um, <laughs> yeah. And so that's just a little bit of behind. You just
2: wanted to throw Casey in the top five. That's the only reason you argue.
3: <laughs> yeah. So so that's uh, but no, but just to brief here. Miami's got the best offense that um, in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Man, but was, I've I've texted y'all privately. I've never been a father or a stepfather. I have a puppy. Um, but, man, every time I watch two, oh, no I, so, I get so nervous with him. I'm just like, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him. Because he throws such <laughs> a great ball. And, like, just I want him to stay healthy. Um, Dallas, man, uh, a monster. San Francisco, a monster. KC, uh, yeah, week one lost to Troy but didn't have their two best offensive, defensive Maybe not too bad, but top five players on each side of the ball. Uh, so i still sling them in. Then in Philly, it's going to be a slow start. I players need to play in the preseason. Th- this NFL is going off to a slow start. There's a lot of injuries. Yes, they can have in the preseason, but man, it, it helps to get hit. And with the with the uh, new rules and practice, these players just aren't getting hit enough. And man, it. These these careers are injuring. We we'll get into that. We will get into
0: that, get into that yeah. uh shortly. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, so did you finish your top 5?
3: Yeah. So Miami, Dallas, San
0: Fran, KC and Philly. Perfect. So you're the first and only to go with a non-2 and 0 team. My yeah. my number 1 is is and it pains me to say this, but the Cowboys, you have the best football player on the planet, Micah Parsons. He is the end all, be all, and and he's unstoppable. Um, and he puts the offense in positions to be able to do what they have to do. And 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 Dak, uh, statistically, does really well earlier in the season. As it's it's when the season progresses, he starts making mistakes. We'll see how that goes. They've got a new offensive coordinator. Um, but as long as Micah Parsons healthy, they're the team, to beat in, in my, my opinion, as, as hard as that is for me to admit, but right now that's the case. Number two, San Francisco. This is team is, uh, we talked last week, Brock Purdy, uh, Tom Brady, 2.0 seventh round pick. Uh, he's better this year than he was last year. I think that was the big question mark coming in. Um, he's proven himself, um, they went to Pittsburgh and just absolutely dominated Pittsburgh. And we saw last night, Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's defense, pretty good. San Francisco had uh, no problem with them. Um, number three, Miami Tua when healthy. healthy. Uh, we all talked about it before he throws a beautiful ball. Um, and I, I think uh, mentally he's, he's done some things to kind of avoid putting himself in situations to um possible concussions and as long as he's on the field uh you got Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. that I mean you're hard pressed to find a better wide receiver tandem in the NFL right now um the Eagles Jalen Hurts I I, I don't think he's really opened it up a whole lot um and I guess when you're, your running back goes for 178 uh who he's he he showed fl- uh, flashes of that here in Detroit but he also got hurt a lot so We'll see if if he can um, be a little bit more consistent, but um, you gotta like when the 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 ground game produces that way. Jalen doesn't have to uh, throw the ball as much, and then in Baltimore, um, Lamar got got his money. He's got his weapons. There's no excuses anymore. Um, going into Cincinnati, yeah, Burrow's a little down. He's, I think that that calf is is really affecting him. So, but nonetheless. It, Cincinnati's not an easy place to go in and, and, and their crowds raucous. and, and, and Baltimore uh, stood up to the test and they came out with a win. So, um, but beyond that, I think I'm not sold a hundred percent on Kansas city. Um, I think Kelsey's still, you know, not hundred percent and they've lost some pieces. Nicole Hardman, uh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster last year. So, um, I'm not sure if he's 100% comfortable, but, you know, the Kansas City is going to do what they do, and and they'll get themselves up there at some point. But uh, we mentioned some 2-0 and teams. Man, there's some teams that are 0-2. Uh, is it time to panic? Is it time to panic in L.A.? Um, New England? Um, it, there's, some, there's some teams that had some thoughts that they were going to make some moves. Robbie, some of these 0-2 teams. Uh, and, I, and I'll I'll say I'll start with you with with the Chargers. You have kind of a connection with San Diego, even though they're not in San Diego, but I still call them the San Diego Chargers. Um, is it time to panic in San in Los Angeles with the Chargers?
3: Yes, even though their two losses there are only by five points combined. But look, you've got a young, cocky coach that goes for it. All the time in brandon staley and he's not getting results he's got a lot of talent and he's he's got to be another one of the hot seat right now and so if you fire the coach but you have so this is the problem nfl if you have your quarterback and you don't have your coach well the coach is going to be gone but then who comes in to fix this quarterback situation and you you just signed him to a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and you've got like in L.A. still not a great fan base. Uh, second fiddle, second fiddle in just football. Well, you could argue third fiddle in football in that town. USC number one. Um, and so yeah, you got to drum up like home. We talk about home field. We talk about atmospheres. Um, they're my number one panic. My number two panic. Um, is the Vikings? Uh, I don't know what you do with Kirk Cousins and w- what does this team look like? You're zero to two, having a good like. What are you doing? Where 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 are you going? What's happening? Offensively,
0: offensively, they've looked good. Well, yeah, because he's the number he's one rated quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, he's doing his job. Um, it, it's Madison so a, who I trusted in a couple of leagues has not done jack shit uh, it's the defense that the pieces that they've lost that i think hurts them in that that regard and then and, then,
3: and then finally on my panic list is not quite there yet but if i'm cincinnati i'm extremely worried i pushed burrow back too too quickly and yeah. this can linger on too too long till the season's gone
0: Absolutely. Brandon, uh, out of the 0-2 teams, um, I think Robbie stole a lot of people's thunder there. Uh, those are the top 0-2 teams. Um, which one do you see as as panic time? That, that, yeah, it's early in the season, but they can't afford to lose much more.
2: I think out of that group, it's the Chargers, for sure. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be fine. Their offense is... It's good. Uh, defense ought to pick it up a little bit. Even though Kirk Cousins is Robbie's quarterback, so I don't really want him to do him. that great. But I've got Jefferson, so
3: I need him to catch the ball. Wow. You know. Ow. <laughs> okay. that, that, that's, that's a little love connection there. <laughs> hey, as long as he throws three picks after that, I'm good with yeah. it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, so uh, I definitely think it's – it's the Chargers right now. I, I mean, they've got all the talent in the world. They, they drafted some good talent and Quentin Johnson. And, you know, look at what's going on there um, with the defense. And some of the offensive play calling, I think, has been pretty atrocious lately. So uh, that was a, a not a great Titans team showing, and they still somehow pulled that win out. I mean, Chargers, I thought, were going to win that one easily, and, and they didn't. So I think this time to panic for them, for sure.
0: Raj, uh, this team clearly underachieved last year, uh, spent a lot of money, gave up a lot of draft picks to bring in a big time name quarterback, maybe have been a little bit past this prime. So last year was last year. This year... Sean Payton comes in and he kind of set the tone, making some maybe a little unsettling comments about uh, the previous regime that was in there. Uh, and here we are the Denver Broncos are 0 and 2, and a lot of the issues that he made reference to, they are experiencing right now. So Sean Payton may be eating a little bit, little crow. How hot is his seat at the moment? I mean, he just looks like a
1: fucking dumbass is what he does. It's just something you don't do in, in life, in any kind of fraternity, sorority, meaning the coaching fraternity. There's a, there's a band of brotherhood. You don't call out a guy and call him the worst coach ever and the worst organization ever for all intents and purposes the year before you get there. Um, I don't understand what the benefit of that was. You're destroying a guy's reputation, Mm -hmm. potentially his career, his family, and for what? And then for you to go out and lose to the Raiders at home by one and at Washington at home by two, and to suffer, like you said, the same things that plagued them before, time management. Like, give me a break. And he even admitted it. Like, we have to work on our clock management. Hmm. I mean, that's maybe when he was 25 as a rookie head coach. But after doing this for this long, I mean, that's a fucking joke. Uh, Their discipline, penalties, turnovers, everything they did last year. This son of a bitch, it, after he called out that guy, basically just trying to humiliate him, is experiencing it now. And it's poetic justice. Um, as you can tell, I just generally hate, hate the Broncos. When Sean Payton did that for no reason to a good guy, and you, know, you saw how pissed Aaron Rodgers was. That's his homeboy. Um, He barely got a chance there and they throw him out and now they're doing the same shit. By the way, they go to Miami next week. Good fucking luck. Um, But, yeah. Screw him and and that's called karma and that's poetic justice. Uh, Interesting, quickly, Minnesota is hosting the Chargers this coming week. I know we're going to get to it. The NFL has this line at even right now. and These are both two teams that underachieve, that don't Make the play when they really need to, mm-hmm. especially in the playoffs yeah. lo- or the stop loaded talent wise with pro bowlers, number ones at positions, and they cannot just get past that hump. And And to me, it's a lot of coaching, especially with the Chargers. But that will be interesting with Cincinnati. Their next four games are the Rams at home at Tennessee, at Arizona and Seattle home. So that's a get right. Slate right there. You can be four and two, you know, they'll be favored in every one of those games. So they can get right. It's more about what Robbie said with Burrow. Um, But after that, you know, I I think New England doesn't look terrible, man. Christian Gonzalez can play. And even uh, Tyreek Hill said, man, that kid's going to be a player. He really did a great job against him. And you can see why some teams draft the way they do. Um, But, you know, they lost to Philly and they lost to Miami and there's no shame in that. No, And Mm-mm. they still have some talent and they still have, you know, the best coach in the league until otherwise. So watch out for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, the Minnesota charger game. It's just going to be who, who fucks up last, not who makes the big play. <laughs> who, who fucks up last. I'm looking forward to that. I,
0: I think for, for me, my pick for, uh, the panic team is, uh, as an <sighs> FC North fan, there was a lot of, uh, back and forth between bears fans and lions fans on the twitter machine uh chicago bears are in deep trouble yeah i think there was a lot of uh hype put on justin fields uh cj stroud who has made two starts in the nfl has more games with 300 yards passing than justin fields in his career that's an alarming stat um you're seeing the same problems that that kind of uh faced Chicago last year there fields has no protection he's running for his life um, which kind of led to what could have been a potential game changing play that he just flat out missed Uh, the receiver running up the seam uh, wide open no one around him and uh, he just never saw him he took a sack so um, he's definitely got happy feet because he doesn't have confidence in his offensive line so that's a team that You've already lost one division game, and this division, uh, which Detroit kind of uh, showed, uh, it, it's up for grabs. Anybody can win, so uh, they can't afford to lose any more division games, and and so they go down, and bake, Baker Mayfield beats them uh, for zero and two. So that's if if I had to say a team outside of what you guys already. Uh, talked about it's the Bears that 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 could be in trouble. Robbie, did you want to add something? To yeah,
3: me? I just want to push back a little bit, um, and I don't disagree with Sean Payton as a person, as an arrogant person. Um, but I will say this: Denver, they've lost two games by three points total. Denver, Shit.
1: that they should have won.
3: Denver leads the league in points per possession so th- that offense is growing and I would not be surprised if they're not in the hunt for second place in that division by the end of the year oh I just think he's a dick well, yeah, uh, Bears, yeah, yeah. No. I, 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 I said I don't disagree with that I'm just saying we,
0: we didn't get that uh that sentiment from you Rob Rob, <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised
1: the Bears, though we just can't come the field, and we see Stan towards the end of the year we just see fantasy numbers and like, I figured they'd won a few games here and there. They lost 12 in a row, mm-hmm. dating back to last year. Yeah, And we're about to talk about this, so I won't go any further. But, I, I mean, I just thought they had won some in there with what Fields had done and the fantasy points he's getting dudes. And they lost 12 in a row. Yeah.
3: I mean, he's mean, running for his life the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's why absolutely. fantasy doesn't dictate. <laughs> right.
1: A, a defensive-minded I mean, coach. And one of the worst, if not the worst defense over the last, you
0: know, since September of last year. That's not good. Yeah, it's bad. Um, another interesting tidbit I'll, I'll, I'll add quickly. Um, the Chargers got themselves a really nice offensive coordinator. Um, how is, – is Staley on the edge of that hot seat? And in, in, in how long do they go before – uh, they pull the plug on that because offensively they're there. It's not the problem. It's the defense, but um, Staley's b- infamous for making uh, bonehead decisions. A la Dan Campbell last week. But um, I, I think the seats a little extra hotter since they have a a viable candidate at offensive coordinator that could possibly uh, take over the reins from him. So Moving on to our next topic, but before we do that, we do want to thank our sponsors, the one, the only, Chattanooga's finest, Davis Kessler, Davis Law Firm. Uh, we've said it before. When Toonsis gets pulled over for a DUI, you know, if, if you know, you know, uh, if he gets stopped before he flies off the, the side of the me. mountain, uh, no, obviously good. he's going to go to jail. And I do think that is Toontz is the driving cat uh, pictured there. Um, no, who, is gonna who are you going to call? Who are you going to call to get old Toontz out? Yep. You're yeah. going to call good old Robbie Davis there. You're going to go to the website, daviskessler.com, And uh, they're going to take care of you. Anything, injury law, disability law, you name it, they're going to get you covered. So mm-hmm. we want to thank Davis Kessler and Davis law firm for being sponsors for the big program. So this past week, man, there was a lot of injuries. Um, And Robbie hit on it. Is it a problem because a lot of these big names just don't play in the preseason? And, and, and I'll, I'll let you that, that's been kind of your hot topic. You've mentioned this in our meetings and our, in our chats, you kind of refer back to it. You're seeing a lot of these, these injuries, Um Outside of what happened to um, Nick Chubb last night, which was just horrific, um, that that's that's not a situation where these guys aren't conditioned. But you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of hamstrings, a lot of Achilles injuries. Is this is this a a, a situation where it's it's due to these players just not being physically prepared for the regular season because they don't play in the preseason, Robbie? Yeah,
3: I mean, the, so the only the only thing I can do is draw analogies to my life and my profession, and yeah, I can read and I can study and I can do this. Um, I try a small car wreck case at least once a year to get on that battlefield, if you will, to get in, get that blood flowing, to get these things going, like whether it's sales building whatever it is like you need to do these small things and just keep your own your like, craft like like get your just get your mind right and get the the reactive genes going and like so yeah I mean I think if you're just sitting out there yes you can say oh I'm working I'm doing all this but man you still got to practice getting hit and they're not they're not allowed to hit with the collective bargaining agreement um, And yeah, you got to learn how to fall. Like, I mean, the fact that two is taking jujitsu to learn how to fall properly, like that shows it's a little bit of a problem about what they don't get hit. And so, yeah, if I'm coaching um, and like, yes, you're you're bound by the collective bargaining agreement, but as much as I can get my starters out to play in the preseason, I'm getting them out to play because – Whether you're hurt in the preseason or you're hurt in week one, that doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things, right? You're still hurt. So I want you to take some hits, and I want you to get used to taking them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle. It's an investment, and we're going to talk about an investment here in a a couple minutes of a player that, you know, there's guaranteed money now, and, and these players are getting paid uh, like they weren't weren't before. It used to be, they got hurt, you're out the door. No no guaranteed contract, no guaranteed money. That, that's the times have changed. So I think that's where organizations are a little bit more hesitant to uh, play their names in the preseason. Um, but but you're seeing a, a direct result of them not playing. Um, Brandon, I'll go back to last night's game and what we witnessed. I mean the fact that. Um, ESPN and kudos to ESPN for, for saying that this injury was so we were choosing not to show it. And you could actually hear the fans in Pittsburgh as the the play came on the big screen, you could hear their groan like, Oh, and then you could hear Nick Chubb on the field, like screaming in pain. I mean, it was horrifying to hear. Looking at that injury, and I know I I posted a video clip of it happening, and I do apologize, but the reason why I posted that, because in my estimation, I think the hit was dirty. I think the tackle was dirty. And the reason why I say this is because Minka Fitzpatrick threw his body toward his knees, toward his legs. You take and you that same play that same action you do that behind the line of scrimmage at the quarterback that's 15 yards that's roughing the passer in a situation where it's a tight place a tight tackle tight area where there is a high risk of an injury do you think the NFL needs to look at that play look at that video specifically and and, and kind of change the way they call penalties and and it was that play dirty in your estimation?
2: Um, I don't, and I don't think it was a dirty play, personally. I think with the way they've gotten with this targeting and these headshots and stuff nowadays, I mean, what do you expect these guys to do? They have to go low. And so the NFL has forced them to go low, and now you're seeing horrific injuries like this because the guys can't hit each other, you know, in the shoulder pads or in the waist. I mean, it's just – this is this is a forced situation from the NFL, and this is not the first time we've seen ton more ACLs over the years because of this targeting call. Because everyone tackles low, I mean sure. that's just what you what you're going to get. Uh, I mean you got to pick one or the other, pick your poison. This is a violent sport; it, it's yeah. physical. Um, you know your risks. You know you're going to get hit. I would personally rather get hit in the shoulder pads up higher than somebody taking my knee
3: out. I was gonna ask that question Brad and I was like yeah. you're the only one that I know played play significant football there's no but on the one of this show like would you rather get hit high or low yeah. yeah definitely
2: higher I mean the un the blind side hits when you're not prepared for it I get that that yeah. that's hard that's hard to go but when you're ready for it I mean, you you're much rather be where you're padded up here than than somewhere, especially with knees. I mean, as it's, it's fickle as they are, um, and so the lack not, of
3: players that wear knee pads even now these days.
2: Yeah, they don't hardly. A, I mean, you barely even see thigh pads anymore. Yeah, I mean, they mm-hmm. they just. I mean, there's nothing. Um, so that's my my thought on that. And then, um, as far as the the injuries overall i mean i think it's a collective thing is with one these turf fields are terrible they've got to change the turf fields i think they it would cost i read somewhere today like 12 million dollars for the nfl to change everything over to grass i mean when when you've got soccer teams coming in to play in your stadium and you're changing from turf to grass for them how do you do that in the
0: dome stadiums though like Detroit, how do you how do you put grass in Detroit? Uh, like you can grow natural
3: grass inside stadiums now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you can resod for the day you know, if you have to. I mean, you you need to make that investment if you're investing guaranteed money in these big time players. You know what's another two million a year to keep sod on
0: your. Well, you look at yeah. you look at Arizona, you look at Vegas. You know they they wheel the whole field outside. Yeah. So it's getting the natural light, but Brandon, have I mean, you
3: played on turf versus like what? Is, what is because like I've I've heard this, but I've never I've never done anything on turf to like know what the difference is. So it's it's
2: gotten a lot better than it used to be. So before it was, uh, I played on on MTSU's field um, when it was Astro turf, turf back in the day. Yeah, same, I mean,
1: Cincinnati, same exact thing. Straight it up.
2: is. It's like concrete and then like a little thin layer of rubber and then this turf like that like it is so hard yeah and then yeah the grip's great but that's negative like if you if you Mm -hmm. have that just like rogers if you look at his injury there his foot on natural grass he would have they would have dug in so much i think his foot would have slipped out instead of just all that pressure coming back and just popping his Achilles, and that's you know the second. But then Achilles you look, so you fun. look
0: last night. That was a grass field, and Chubbs' foot. You know, well he
2: he had so much weight underneath, like yeah. he, he couldn't go. Like it was his foot was stuck.
3: Well, um, do do y'all think I the player associations no. is successful in getting all natural grass? No. The owners. I don't think there will be. Yeah. Well, there's this new hybrid out, which the Titans are putting in
2: actually. That's that you actually have to water. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a turf field. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see. i the technology is getting better, but some of these older ones. I mean, it, it's definitely a concern.
3: Well, I mean, I I remember Brandon. I remember the Titans field when it was all natural grass. Once TSU played on it, uh, if. There was some kind of event. The time the Titans got on, it, if it was raining, it was a disaster. It was Look yeah. Look at Pittsburgh. And so that's the kind of catch twenty two of what do you want? It, well, and not uh, only that,
0: yeah. and not only that, it the, that, for ground freezes in in those you know northern cities, yeah. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Sure, like, it, you know that changes things. But I mean, it's it's a problem, and it's a problem when the NFLPA is filing grievances and uh, how they're going to resolve that. It remains to be seen, but yeah. Yeah.
3: Just real quick, even though it's a problem, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Oh, sure. Whatever the problem, whatever the solution is, they've got the money to do it and right. get it fixed. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yep.
0: I call
1: it dirty for the record. I do not know if we were going around the table or not.
0: Yeah. I, I want to get your opinion on it. I thought it was dirty. I thought,
1: With any defender, especially with quarterbacks, especially when you see them break down the way that you saw Minka did, you have a decision to make. You can go in for a late hit when a quarterback slide in. You you have to use your better judgment. He – a lot of times you'll see guys kind of turn their back and throw their body in front of the guy's legs. It's almost like his knees would hit your back. And you can almost see him, like, slat and roll from the side towards that knee when the guy's engaged and – I mean, to me, it looked like he was trying to, like, there's his ankle. Like, I'm just kind of slash at it, Um, especially after I said, like, he broke down and, like, just kind of dove at it. And it's hard to call it dirty because none of us play and none of us are in that situation. But I just feel like, and not just because of in hindsight, but a better decision could have been made. And that when you do something like that, the likelihood of a player getting hurt, is much higher than if you would have done a more traditional tackle attempt. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's near the end zone. Also, he's trying to score. So it's hard to say. But personally, I think it's dirty, the way you yeah. can kind of just see him chop down at his leg.
3: Yeah. I, I and will, there was – I'm go
2: ahead. sure he was trying to take his legs out, though. I mean, he was trying to stop him. Yeah, I but mean, there's I, other
1: ways to do that. Not I'm square saying, up, I mean, stop, I mean, and then I mean, throw your leg and helmet and shoulder – like a torpedo at like the side of his knee.
3: Well, the problem mm-hmm. what you, well, the problem you have tacklers. If you launch anywhere upward and they duck down, yeah, it, it's a penalty. So it's you a hard, targeting, and you can get it, thrown out of the game. Yeah, so you almost have to aim down.
2: NFL has forced this.
3: This yeah. is what you're yeah, going to get. I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he, there are other ways down by the goal line when he breaks down. He a lot of guys will die. and. Lay out in front almost, you know, stop his forward progress, especially he's already engaged. His knee would hit into the the, there's reason why they have pads on their backs as well. Um, I know it's Nick Chubb. It's a hard guy to tackle and it's a split decision. But I think it's a decision that other options could have been made. And this was a very severe consequence. So it's hard for me not to think that uh, I don't think this was his only option. And I think based on the actions he took, the probability (laughs) of getting hurt were high.
2: What other option do you think he had? Like I said, I mean, you can
1: see him stop, and break down. I mean, I if he dives in front, like a lot of guys do, either foot backwards in terms of like he's parallel and Chubbs, whose knees are not—he's not, not raising his knees at that point. Um, even if he tries to tackle at the knees from the side, but he looks to torpedo at an angle, at a side angle, at like that plant knee or below that knee. Um it, it just the way he looks at it, he looks like oh, there it is, I'm I'm going for that. And when you do that, I'd be shocked if Chubb wasn't hurt, based on the way that 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 play unfolded. Um mm-hmm. you, you could see him, like I said, from from an angle, chop down, kind of roll over, and 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 it just you knew as soon as he left his feet it wasn't gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Hindsight's 2020. I don't play the game, but yeah.
2: I think I think it's just one of those freak accidents, especially that severe from what happened to him. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there there was another option there, but split second decision—that's tough to tough to make that call. So.
0: And it's it's two rivals the, the tempers were—I mean, tempers were flaring in that game, similar to the Colorado Colorado State game. So you had you had guys going hundred miles an hour at each other. So. I mean, sure. it just, it, it's easy to look back and see like, yeah, that looks dirty. But I, like you said, Raj, you know, hindsight, you, you just don't know. But that game, it, it was back and forth. Uh, what, four or five lead changes. Pittsburgh gets uh, a pick six first play from scrimmage. And then they get a, a touchdown, a scoop and score by TJ Watt, uh, who in the same game becomes the Pittsburgh Steelers, Uh, number one sack leader and scores his first career touchdown, ironically enough. Um, But the game kind of came down to a questionable call. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones was clearly interfered with. There was a hold call. And then you go back to uh, the game that I witnessed in Detroit. There were several calls in that game that were very questionable that, that, that had results unfavorable to the lions Um. This was a theme last year. NFL officiating uh, hasn't seemed to get gotten any better than it has uh, a year ago. And I don't want to say teams are losing because of the officiating, but it's becoming a big factor in why teams are are losing. Robbie uh, during that game, you were sending some texts. Like, I I don't understand that call. There was actually a, a, a pass interference call in the first first drive for Seattle you the the official they showed the replay the the official literally was throwing the flag before the any of the guys even went up for the uh, to catch the ball jerry jacobs got a got a pass interference and he never touched the guy and you texted that was a very questionable call uh, is this a big problem that 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 we're witnessing in the nfl
3: um, yeah, well, questionable, when I said questionable, that was very being very generous. Um, that was just a bad call. And I saw the replay. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to go to computers to officiate these games. Uh, but at the same time, it's got to be one or the other, right? It's got to be... Either we're going to do it all from a booth and we it all from TV or you are going to give these guys full time jobs and pay them what they need to be paid to do this job. I can only imagine what it's like, you know, look, I'm 5'10 on a generous day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. I know the rules pretty well. I but you put, do <laughs> you put me on the field with these guys. When you put me on the field, these guys, I know the rules, but I can't see things, and so it's kind of like we gotta adapt and we gotta do things better. Because look, yeah, you can't have just blatant calls being missed, and I get the rules, and if you don't see it, you can't. I like, can't. But it's 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 almost time for look. The NFL's still As perfect as it gets for sporting events. It's awesome, Mm -hmm. but doesn't mean it can't improve. And Mm -hmm. it can improve by officials being better or being more equipped.
0: Well, one thing I'll say uh, outside of uh, Colorado, Colorado State, which was, and and we talked about it in the college football show. Go check it out. It's available right now. Um, That was bad. But outside of that, I, I love the fact that those down judges, those side judges, they let, their play, they let them play. You don't see the pass interference calls. You don't see the holding calls on the defender uh, half as much as you do in the NFL. It seems like when you breathe on a guy, um, they're throwing a flag, which really, I mean, it takes out of the luster of the game. And it certainly did in Detroit uh, last week. So it, it, is, it is disappointing. Well, uh, when 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 you have a game kind of dictated by the way uh, the refs are calling it.
3: Well, well, and and, and and just just briefly, like the fact that like yeah, there's pass interference, not pass interference. I've watched a thousand football games in my life, and this is gonna stick a nerve with Raj, but <laughs> I still don't understand what a forward pass and a fumble is like still like I, I have no idea rule. what the rule is. <laughs> like I I saw one in the uh oh, it was a it was a Titans game, yes. And Titans game week one and I was like he lost it then just patted it going forward. I'm like if you just pat a forward fumble going forward that doesn't make it a pass. But it's just it's it's so He's gotta be a receiver in the
1: area, but yes, you're absolutely right. Going back to the tuck rule, it, it's so ambiguous. And and if you can do that without it being intercepted by, you know, seven guys around the box and by all means. But, yeah, you could just do that and be like, yoink, especially if you're outside the tackles. And, you know, a shovel pass is, a, is the pass. And it's one of those stupid things. And they changed the tuck rule right after that game, motherfuckers, but they have not changed that fumble rule. Um, yeah, it's – uh. I'm with here's you. A, here's the biggest
2: thing with the NFL too, in the in the officiating. There is such a huge lack of consistency. And I think if if everyone was on the same page and called everything consistent, you know, then the definition is is in the call on what you are to expect, right? So then you know how to play, you know how to get away with things or not get away with them. But it's it's like you know me building a house and calling a codes official in. It's it depends on who I get that day, on which code violation he's going to attempt to call on. So uh, it's just the lack of consistency, and that's something they can fix. So uh, that's my two cents on it. Well,
0: well real quick, there's
3: too much money there to not get it right. Like that's like. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're dealing with on these games,
2: like you're dealing with with human error, uh, and it's it's never going to be perfect, but
3: yeah, I think more consistent
2: would would be better. So, 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 so round
3: right, round table, would you like the NFL to go to unlimited challenges? It all be from the booth, or do you like the two plus one we have now?
0: Well, I'll I'll go here, and I was just going to ask a similar question. I, I think pass interference calls should be reviewed quickly up, up up top or you have the ability to challenge a pass interference call. Uh if you want to get it right, you got to get it right and and 6 times out of 10 they're not right. And I think if they go to review to 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 get the right call, they'll get the right call. Raj, what do you think? Or what what what, what Robbie was saying? What do you what do you what do you think on that? It's another thing
1: like forward progress. When a dumbass ref blows a whistle, up oh, you're fucked. Uh, nothing you can do. I I'm for reviews with a very strict time limit.
0: With mm-hmm. if it is
1: New York, then yeah. fucking officials dedicated to each game. And if that's the case, then yes. Um, does it take away from the flow? I mean, you can call PI and holding on every every play. And if you do PI, then what about holding? You know, like how often is this going to happen? Is it? What about blatant PIs that the flag was not thrown, Mm -hmm. but you believe it should be reviewed? You know, it is a slippery slope. Um, But, yeah, it's also one of those plays, especially in the NFL, when, like we said, unlike college it's just 15 yards, you know, you you can just hail one down towards the end zone, down six, get a flag and be at the one-yard line, even on a Hail Mary and win the game. Um, So I think changes have to be made clearly. Um, I'm for increased changes with a time limit. Uh, but you know, it's just such a difficult call to make. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to ride. I hate to say that, but
0: yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree. Can flow. Yep. Brandon, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a slippery slope and you know, where, where do you draw the line? You know, like Raj was saying, I like the idea of having, you know, one dedicated person constantly reviewing plays. But then you have to have a definitive line of what's reviewable, what's not reviewable. Because you don't want to try and challenge or call a hold on every single play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have like, you know, a game-changing, altering penalty or lack thereof possibly reviewed or, you know, where someone can challenge it. But it, it had it would have to be like a quick, you know, 10 seconds, so he calls down the the existing or, or the on-field refs won't even get to look at it. New York calls down and says here's here's the call
1: change it. You Those know, jerk offs running to get under the hood and then to get the video straight. So and then they're like talking out their and game plan like oh, yeah. that's so okay. stupid. They that's
2: a waste of time. Like totally. Yeah, you watch we, it one time we, it's we, yesterday. We
3: we we can, all, we can all do it in 10 seconds in our living room. And the other thing would be like
1: and they're looking at a TV this big in front of 90,000 people with a hood
3: over it. Yeah. Oh, I see it now. now. I mean, yeah, the idea of, oh, you can call holding on every uh, play, that's true because you're allowed to hold on every play. Stop letting them hold. You know, like, call fouls on that. They want to protect the quarterbacks, and they like, pass interference. If you just do it right, I mean – uh, it's like the NBA. Oh, you travel on every play. Well, stop letting them travel. Yeah. You know, like if you stop letting sure. them. they own, Players only do what you allow
0: them to get away with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it'd be interesting to see. Changes need to be made uh, to, to help the betterment of the game. And hopefully we do see that in the near future. And again, we also want to thank our other sponsor, that's right. Reckless Speculation's very own brand and chain. C&W Construction. Whether you're in the market for some kind of remodel, you, you want to put together an outdoor kitchen, there's an example there in the picture. Uh, if you're in a nice, warm weather area most of the season, that's something you definitely want to have. Or if you want to build a house, that house up there in the upper left corner, yep. C&W. They did it. They built it. So... If you're in the greater Nashville area, check them out. Go like them on Facebook. See a lot of other examples, and uh, they're the ones you want to check out. So moving on to our, uh, I guess, not so great stats. I'll put it up on the screen. We showed it in the last show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this ain't great. <laughs> this is combined from college and NFL picks. Uh, Raj is leading the way with the uh, – he's batting five hundred here. So, uh, I hate the NFL too.
1: I, I'm, I'm awful at the NFL. So, um,
0: so the, the, there's only one way to go, folks, and it's up. And hopefully, we uh, we improve on that this week.
3: Or you can hedge against us; just bet the opposite. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for sure. It's usually, uh, what,
1: when I win,
0: the opposite of what I think. So, starting okay. off, starting off this week's picks, we're going back to Ford Field. The one and one Lions going against the 2-0 and Falcons. The Lions currently sitting at a three-point favorite. Uh, Raj, who do you like in this one?
1: Ooh. You got the number two pass defense in the NFL in Atlanta going against just a dynamic pass offense. Minor note, Atlanta has played Carolina and Green Bay with Jordan Love. I think Detroit bounces back. I'm still not convinced. They they can't lose games like they did last week. Uh-uh. They just keep doing it. Same old story. And this is a perfect script for them to lose a game like last week. I'm putting my faith in Detroit sports, which we all know how that usually works out for them to cover. Maybe win by four <laughs> or five. But I wouldn't be surprised with that ground game and those big receivers if Atlanta covered, but I'm, I'm going to go with Detroit. Now I know Atlanta
0: will win. Don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want to walk out of Ford Field disappointed again. Brandon Chain, who do you like?
2: I'm going Detroit here uh, just because I like their run defense. Uh, They have played – or Atlanta, rather. They have played, you know, with Green Bay last week and, you know, had a – 170 yards or whatever on the ground, 200 yards is a ton, way too many yards, and um, Detroit held. They uh, were
1: outstanding against Seattle. Yeah,
2: they, they were under 100 yards on the run game. So I'm looking, I'm looking for that matchup there. Um, that's kind of my edge in this this game, and then being at home, I think, I think they come back. I think the fans are rowdy, and I think. Detroit um, bounces back on this
1: one. Mahomes, by the way, leading rusher against Detroit with 45 yards week yeah.
0: one. Hmm. Interesting that. Robbie Davis. Um, yeah, I have a
3: fundamental rule in life. Uh, I don't bet on the Falcons, so I will take Detroit also. Um that's to be a fundamental rule in everyone's life.
0: But yeah, do yeah. not be on
3: the Falcons. 28 to 3. Ever, ever. <laughs> no matter. Under the circumstances, never been on the Falcons.
0: Sorry, sorry, the QB one. Um, for me, that this is a must win for the Lions. They can't afford another home loss. They lose CJ Gardner Johnson, who kind of was the captain of this defense. They lose him to a torn peck that, ironically enough, he. he guess got the injury it started in a tackle but then it it went full full effect while he was trying to pump up the crowd he's he's flailing his arms and then grabs at his pec and uh he's done for the year but they've got a guy in tracy walker who two years ago should have been a pro bowler they re-signed him unfortunately he he blows his acl last year he's healthy he's fired up he's ready to go he'll replace cj gardner johnson and they got a little guy named Brian Branch who they drafted in the second round this year in the draft. Who he's going to learn real quick. He's going to grow up real fast, and um, we're going to find out who he is this week. I think the Lions come back. I think they they feed off that energy. Uh, you're not going to see the fourth in uh, fourth down conversions that that uh, Campbell tried to pull last week in his own zone. That's going to get cleaned up. He's got the best punter in the NFL. Utilize him. Pin guys back. This week they clean up the mistakes, injuries, and all. I like the Lions here. Uh, yeah, to all you back. gotta say
3: is don't bet against don't don't bet on the Falcons. The Falcons. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 definitely not. Uh, moving now, on to the next game. We're unanimous.
3: So the Falcons are definitely gonna win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie and Brandon's Tennessee Titans heading into Cleveland to face old Rubin Tug. Who uh, I think Cleveland's starting to feel a little bit uh, questioning no. about uh, their guaranteed contract with him. He looked terrible last night. Uh, I think he cl- completed 12 passes all night. So Cleveland is a three point favorite in this game. Robbie Davis, what you got?
3: Katy Perry sold her entire music out album or her, her whole portfolio. For $220 million, that's less than the Browns are paying Deshaun Watson to do nothing. Look, that music will live on. Deshaun Watson's a bleeping bum. Not Joe Burrow bum level, but he he hasn't been on my fantasy team yet. He's on, if He's ever on my fantasy team. He'll be a bum. Look, I, I don't love the Titans, but um, I love them here getting points. Yeah, give me the Titans for
0: sure. Brandon Chain, what are your Titans going to do in Sea town on Sunday? I
2: don't know, man. (laughs) This game stresses me out already. (laughs) Uh, I've gone back and forth, back and forth. But as to Robbie saying that about the Falcons, you can't bet on the damn Browns either. I mean, you just can't. Uh, Deshaun wants it. He looked awful. Oh. Give me the Titans. Give me the Titans the roll.
3: Two game winning streak. And the <laughs> over on here is a lock. too. Titans are a score. I think so. Raj, what do you got?
1: Same, man. I can't remember where I saw it, but some NFL player on one of the recap shows was talking about Mike Brable And he's like, man, that, that dude is hard to play against. He always comes up with something, and he's Belichick-esque, and he's going to do it again against a guy who, interesting stat, Deshaun Watson, since he's been in Cleveland, has never won or lost two games in a row. He's 4-4, and win-loss, 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 win-loss. The only win against a winning team was against Cincinnati in game one where the defense just went nuts. Otherwise, it was Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. It was Houston, and it was someone else shitty. Um, I just – I'll take Vrabel over Stefanski all day and um, another mediocre 180-yard performance, one TD, two picks for me, Sean.
0: <laughs> I will go Lone Wolf here, folks. I'm oh. taking Cleveland. Why aren't you in now, this whoa, game? This, this um, is this is why I, I like a
3: pencil out. I already had you penciled in for the Titans.
0: I like Cleveland's defense. Oh, what I, a dum dum! I think he's gonna. Uh, they're really? gonna get after Tannehill. Uh, Nick Chubb two Jerome Ford, who looked pretty good last night, and he more than likely will be hey, uh, hey, the number hey, one st- waiver st- wire st- pickup st- coming st- uh, this stop, week. In stop fantasy. talking about stop stop talking Excuse about it.
1: It's just gonna Thank see you. whoever, uh, what idiot ponies up the most for him to get hurt a week later, and, and, and We're, yes, we have Kareem, in this
3: And then au- au- auction waiver is the stupidest thing ever known to man.
1: Yeah,
0: and some some idiot's has, gonna
1: spend like seven hundred dollars to get Jerome Ford. And Kareem seen- Hunt,
0: <laughs> Kareem Hunt was in Cleveland, and all mm-hmm. indications he will be signing with them. And uh, don't be surprised if you see him on the field because he knows the offense so. Uh, give me Cleveland uh, to win this game. Uh, lone Wolf. Ooh! Moving on to the Hot Seat Bowl. The Chargers of Sandy, I mean L.A., going into U.S. Bank Stadium. Which man, that's on my bucket list. That place looks amazing. Um, Vikings minus one. Uh,
3: oh, I've got them at even. This, Are we going minus? I got them to pick them.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it. it could be. I, I went off uh, Fanduel um, this afternoon, so I'm sure it's changed since. Then. Yeah, it's
3: a pick'em where I'm looking at.
0: So you, uh, you over under? I think this is going to be a shootout. Neither one of these teams has any sort of a semblance of defense, so this could be a, an exciting game to watch. Uh, is Ekler, Raj, we don't know about Eckler. Eckler's Echler. back. Oh, he is back. Yeah. Wow. So, Raj, who do you got? Uh, I, just, yeah.
1: um, I think uh, I just expect San Diego to fuck it up more so I will take Minnesota for just that reason in a right. shootout
3: Roz you got who'd you pick Minnesota
1: yeah I'm more like anti San Diego than pro Minnesota that makes sense <laughs>
0: Brandon, who do you got?
2: Yeah, give me the best player on the field and Justin Jefferson. Um, the Chargers, again, That they should have won against the Titans last week, and i just lost all faith to bet on them. Um, they got all the talent in the world on the field. They just do not utilize it very well. So I will take uh, –
3: I will take Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. Robbie Davis. Oh man, you know where I'm going. Uh, Number one rated fantasy football quarterback. Uh, You love him. I love him. Dependable. Gonna be there all. I had
0: to. I had to mute him. I. I I don't want to hear that. (laughs) oh wow uh yeah give me um the most awkward quarterback in the nfl who who likes to say ouch and golly and doesn't swear and and gets rubbed by some uh church couple in his basement um but yeah i I think home field love
3: him you you (laughs) love him and not to
0: mention he's he went to michigan state which makes him even uh that That's where more. he learned I mean, how to like punchable. He that makes him much more of a punchable face. But um, yeah, really. I think uh, home the home field will come into play.
3: Wait till y'all see this note card? It's really give me the Vikings. Mm. I, I, I would
0: take if we're betting the over, I, I or the over on it, I would take the over all day on this one. So yeah. Um zero confidence game, in any of these picks. Zero. This game, um, could be tricky. Could be a little bit tricky. Uh, Washington starting out two and zero. Does the offensive coordinator uh, Eric Bieniemy maybe get a little bit of credit for uh, a nice start so far? Good, good win in Denver last week. Uh, but they've got the fighting Josh Allen's of Buffalo coming in the town, um, who. Um, sorry, Raj. Dismantled the Raiders last week at home. So, um, Robbie, Robbie, we'll start with you. Who do you like in, in this game? Oh,
3: man, I was really hoping I'd get to do after Brandon so I was going to pick whatever Brandon didn't pick. But um, <laughs> I will go... You know what? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm going Buffalo. No, that's a lot of points. I'm going Washington. Mm. To cover or win? We're betting the spread to, to cover.
0: Yeah, but are they? You think they're going to beat Buffalo, or they're just going to cover?
3: Oh, no, um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not that confident. Unless okay. Brandon thinks they're going to cover, then they'll win.
0: <laughs> well, Brandon. Uh, Inquiring minds want to know, what do you got in this one?
2: I'm on the other side here. Um, Yes.
0: I like Josh
2: Allen uh, to keep it rolling. And let's let's be honest here. The Commanders have played the Cardinals, which is a team that's tanking on purpose right now. And then the Broncos, who are still – kind of up in the air and have quite a bit of distraction outside of the field. So give me, uh, give me Buffalo to try and get back on track here, grab two in a row, get a little momentum heading into, you know, a little bit better schedule.
0: Raj, who do you like in the this game at the quest, arguably the worst stadium in the NFL, FedEx Field? Yeah, it's like really old now. Um, I go with Brandon and who
1: have they played? And last week was one of the weeks where some of the fantasy guys just kind of stepped up some running backs. And even though Brian Robinson Jr. was one of them, um, he's looking really, really well he to start. Front. But James Cook was another, and he had 17 for 123. And um, I just, I see Buffalo by 10 in my mind 31 21 type game.
3: All right. Sorry. Tom, who'd you pick? Sorry. Missed it. Well, I haven't made my pick yet. Okay, Raj, who your you pick? Buffalo. Uh, well, I missed miss both. I miss Raj.
0: Uh, And while you're writing, uh, I will take Buffalo as well. I think this game is um, close early. I, I think Washington's defense uh, is going to be able to keep them relatively close. But Allen, he's just superior. And when you have a, a better quarterback going up against um, – what hot Howell in, in, in Washington. So um, I think that's going to play out here. So give me uh, the bills over the uh, soon to be Washington Redskins. Um, we're going to go to the, the black and blue bowl game. We're going to call this the Steelers <laughs> of Pittsburgh going into the hallowed halls of, Oh, wait no they're going into Las Vegas to, to play the Raiders um <laughs> uh, we'll leave this we'll leave this last for you Raj Robbie who do you like in this game
1: hey I'm seeing this at two and a half right now for the Raiders
2: that's what I've got two
0: so the line must have changed I did this at like six o'clock tonight so the line has changed dramatically so. Well, that's
1: just the public being stupid. So, yep, yep.
3: So, we're doing 1.5 or 2.5?
1: Steelers minus 1.5, which is going to be more accurate
0: than Raider fan. All
3: um, I am going Vegas. Brandon Chain. No reason. Just going.
2: Um, if I could take the under here, I would.
0: <laughs> which is 43-and-a-half. Uh, uh, I think that's too high. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's too it's too many. This is going to be a ground-and-pound game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers' run defense is ranked 32nd in the league right now. You're going to see Josh Jacobs a lot, heavy dose. Um, it's going to be like a 17-14 <laughs> game. Yep.
1: And it's going to
2: be uh, the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: Raj. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anytime I pick the Raiders, I just feel so uneasy and queasy and something's not right, but Chain nailed it. Um, I wrote down Pittsburgh allowing 34 for 188 yards and one TD against San Francisco on the ground, 35 for 198 yards and one TD against Cleveland on the ground. Um, The Raiders are going to use Josh Jacobs all day. Um, Is Kenny Pickett, Is Kenny Pickett, and and I like Jimmy G., He's gonna get that third down they need. Usually, he's not gonna pull a Derek Carr, um, and I think he'll do just enough, especially getting one and a half at home um, on a Sunday night for the Raiders to to pull one out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I like the Raiders here uh, specifically because the Steelers' offense is abysmal. Uh, it, it's non-existent. Kenny Pickett looks. He looks bad. He needs to take the glove off. Uh, Who does he think he is? Teddy Bridgewater. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he just – they basically uh, gift-wrapped that game last night for Cleveland, but Cleveland's offense looks just equally as bad. So, um, I don't see Pittsburgh going in and and winning at Vegas. So, give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders to win here. And here's another tricky game. Monday night. (laughs) The first of two Monday night games—they're doing that again, which is actually a pretty cool act to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ironically enough, they're doing that because of the writers' strike. So they're they're uh, giving people another option uh, for viewing on a Monday night, which you know what—I'm okay with that. So hell, you got the e- well, go two shitty games or one. i no. I'll,
3: I'll tell you this: don't ever give the NFL any power because they will not go back. Yeah, sure. This Absolutely. will be the normal from now on.
0: It could be. So you got the Eagles. Five-point favorites going into the fighting. Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's a nice little story uh, to start. No one would have thought, A, uh, Baker would be a starting quarterback in the NFL again. Uh, or, B, starting the season 2-0. and o. So, um, Raj, do you – see Baker being able to uh, keep the streak alive or you got the Eagles going in there, flocking out in Tampa Bay? No, this is that classic case of of those two backs that stepped up. Rashad White was
1: 17, 73 in a TD. Again, a guy that people were high on. Um, It's just kind of nice to see returns early. I didn't draft him, of course, which is why he's doing well. Um, And the same, as you said, with DeAndre Swift, who went off for 175. Um, I think Philly played with fire last week and learned their lesson, and I expect them to just kind of to chalk up the the bucks and to force a lot of turnovers and to make Baker look like Baker and win by again ten to ten to fourteen in this one.
2: Yeah, Brandon Baker's gonna Baker. I mean, he's played the <laughs> Bears and the Vikings. I mean, come on. Uh, this this is the same old Baker that we've seen since he stepped foot in the NFL. Uh, Eagles, we had them, I think, all in our top five are right around. They're yeah. just a better team. Um, I, I think it's going to be, yeah, ground and pound, sloppy game. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit more than what Raj said. I've got, I've, I've got them by 10, Eagles, over
3: Tampa Bay. Robbie. Yeah, so I am liking this Baker, Mayfield, and Tampa Bay. You and quarterback selections are the worst. I I do have the Eagles in one of my top five. I think they struggled tonight. Five points, a lot of points in the NFL. Give me Tampa Bay. 2-0 Tampa Bay
1: was not in his top five, though. I guess they were the
0: team replaced by Kansas City at one and one that's, that's right. right. Yeah, um, it's a good story. Uh, seeing where you know he started in Cleveland, it was a failure in Cleveland, and he goes over to LA, and uh, after what five days, he leads the, the Rams to a big win on a, a, I think it was a Sunday night game. Thursday but, um, against Thursday the Rams. Night, yeah, that's right. That game right. locked up. That was disgusting. So it's been a good story for Baker Mayfield, but I but I think he runs out of sugar. Um, this Sunday against the Eagles, and uh, bakes a, a flat cake and uh, no icing, and the Eagles are going to fly, Eagles, fly out of Tampa with a victory. You Listen. ran with that cake analogy pretty well. I, I like it. Yep, yep. Baker, Mayfield, Baker
2: Mayfield's like Boys Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0. Like, yeah, you know, he starts out hot, and you- you're starting to like him a little bit, and then he throws like seven interceptions,
1: and you know <laughs>
3: it, this this the, is the, the whole t- season His
1: t- Picks t-
3: look good.
0: This His is this are the cheat sheet that, that like, uh, uh, for for people annoying. that
3: weren't just watching oh, yeah. the, the show they just get our free money picks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You might not yeah. want to use those picks. All right, fellas,
2: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this
0: week's college. Oh season. yeah,
3: I'm feeling great. I picked almost opposite of Brandon that's why i'm
2: feeling so much better
0: <laughs> we'll see we'll see where this thing goes final words here tonight um good show as always again uh check out the college football kickoff that is available now uh to watch that we give the picks um Robbie, we're going to start with you tonight what are your final words so i've got
3: a little bit of a grievance with different states i'm about to visit so The next 10 days, I'm going to be in South Carolina and Florida, Um, neither of which have sports gambling. So, What are you guys doing? You live on border states of states can gamble. Just legalize it. Get the tax revenue. Don't be stupid. Don't be ignorant. Don't be as you always are, just effing dumb. So my that's my final thoughts are South Carolina and Florida, get your bleep together and legalize sports gambling. And and multiple
0: politics times. might have something to do with that, Robbie. But Yeah, uh, well, I, I know. That's I what get wrong. your
3: bleep together.
0: <laughs> Brandon and Chain. Vo- and, gonna- and, and,
3: and voters, get your bleep together. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, right. Legalize marijuana too. Brandon Chain, uh, final words for tonight. Yes.
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, that's good final words there. I actually <laughs> – I always forget about that when I'm traveling. I go to put a bed in, and I'm like, "God dang it! This is so stupid. Like, why can I not? Even if it's not legal in that state, you should be able to, because you're from you're another state that is legal, and you're in using the, state. the app, and you're registered yeah. in. The, like, at least do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's simple. But anyway. Um, yeah, final words. Uh, I am anxious about some of these NFL games this week. I think we'll start getting into, you know, a little bit more of the the schedule, and we're going to start seeing some division rivals here in the next coming week. So, NFL is ramping up as usual, and uh, it never does disappoint, and hopefully
1: no injuries this week. Raj, final words tonight. I feel like last week – The college schedule on Saturday was really horrendous and boring, but the NFL had some really good games last week. Um, You know, the Niners game, even the crappy Giants Cardinals was three points. Two division leaders and winners in the Chiefs, KC, Chargers, Titans down to a field goal. I'm sorry, Tom, but Geno Smith's favorite place at Ford Field, uh, overtime game, Ravens and Bengals, you know, Packers, Falcons, one game, one point game. And then I look at this week and I'm like, nothing really blows up my skirt. Um, Titans, Browns, Falcons, you know, like, uh, whereas college last week, the best game of the week was Missouri, Kansas State on uh, the 250 pound kicker, Heavis, I think his name was, uh, hitting a 61 yard. Oh, or Meavis. Yeah, that dude was huge. Whereas, that's like, like that's this a Sebastian
3: Janikowski throwback.
1: Big time, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and this Saturday, you know, it's it's a loaded slate with, with Notre Dame, Ohio State leading the way. But, um, you know, like I said, Oregon State, Washington State's going to be an undercover great game. Clemson, Florida State, the ACC game of the year, September 19th, brilliant, fucking brilliant. Um, even undercover games, Oklahoma, at Cincinnati has, have not been there. Colorado at Oregon, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, it's kind of funny to me how these, the two slates have kind of switched Iowa, Penn state that that last week, the NFL was like super stoked for matchups and Saturday sucked. Whereas this week it's going to be the other way around in my opinion. And so stoked for Saturday, Sunday, you know, hopefully the Raiders will win. And, you know, we were talking about Tom real quick about Ford field. I was at those Raider playoff games in Oakland, uh, and those were insane in the early 2000s. When Raider Nation was just—I mean, it was hardcore, dude—and and the fans could get away with a lot. And you did not wear black, and it was—or if you—if you didn't wear black, you had serious problems. And that was about as psycho and loud as I've ever seen an atmosphere. Um, but those are for uncivilized folk. So just wait till Detroit makes the playoffs, which I think most of us believe they will, and then you'll see the top blow off of Ford Field, and oh, I you'll throw it up good. there with Neyland and other places with a hundred. 20,000 Ohio state. Um, but no, I'm stoked to get to experience that.
0: Well, my, my final words are fair weathered fans. And yes, the lions disappointed us all last week and lost, but the amount of hate that Detroit lion fans were spewing on, on Twitter and on local radio, um, throwing in the towel. Oh, I'm ready to sell my tickets now. They should tank for the rest of the season. Um, Dan Campbell's a joke. Uh, why is he going for it on fourth down? Oh, I'm sick of this same game. It, it, it blew my mind, the amount of Lions fans that hours prior to that were, were toting the flag in the Ford field, wearing the ridiculous blue ski masks that were ready to go to war for them. Three hours later, they're ready to throw in the towel. And it's disturbing to me. As as a loyal Lions fan, as a hardcore dedicated Lions fan, was I upset about all the fourth down plays? Absolutely. I'm a firm believer when you get too cute, you're going to get beat. And this was a prime example. It was unfortunate. I don't think you're going to see that with Dan Campbell moving forward. So people need to just pump the brakes. And I I remember a certain quarterback a couple years ago that used one word, relax, and that was Aaron Rodgers. And they ended up almost going to the Super Bowl that year. So Detroit Lion fans, get your head out of your ass. Look what you got. Look at the culture. Look at the top, the organization. Sheila Fordham has done wonders for this, this organization. It's not a losing SOL anymore. Appreciate what you have. Don't sell out on the Lions yet. The season is young just chill out they're gonna be fine and I think people are gonna be walking out myself included a afford field pretty happy so Fairweather fans you know what I, we don't have room for you on the, on the on the training anymore. get off and get out so uh, I'm about fed up with it so that those are my final words yeah, well, really how you, you really feel Tom man cool. I, you know, just, like,
3: I do that I do that UT basketball fans all the time I'm like get the F out of my section. For hey, some move. reason,
2: Tennessee is the worst. Like, as oh, a fan, yeah. it 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 transcends across all Tennessee, yeah. like, sports. They it's frustrating. They are the worst fair weather fans I've ever seen in my life. The water.
1: Like, oh, no, we suck again. Dude, like, it, it's
2: Monday. like Major League. Like, they, you know, they want to come to the game just to boo you. And yeah. it's like,
0: yeah, it's, get it's, the hell out of here, bro. Like, it's frustrating, so. Fellas, cool. another awesome show. Uh, again, go check out the college kickoff we uh, we just did. It's released now. It's available everywhere. Um, like, follow, subscribe. Um, it helps us out. Get rich.
3: Old- Get rich, following our bets. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can check out old broadcasts, um, previous shows on our Facebook and our YouTube page. Uh, go back to see what some of our bets are. Um, Tom, but can again, we publish our,
3: my note card on our Twitter feed or something?
0: Yeah, I'll get I'll get something like that going on on the socials so we can we can definitely see what uh, where our standings are. Uh, um, hopefully but, um, that doesn't violate if, any kind of. If you would have no, done the opposite of all of our bets, you would be rich as fuck. Right? You now. you 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 would have, or you'd be fifty percent if you're betting with Raj. But yeah, um, but,
3: but the the I've got the winners this
0: week though. So. We, we shall see. Birthdays. So definitely looking forward to another awesome slate of games. Like Raj said, college-wise, this is the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. and NFL is NFL. So for Raj Meta, Brandon Chain, Robbie Davis, I am Tom Sloan. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you all right here next week for another episode of Reckless Speculation. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers.